Hello and welcome to Alessandra's Angle, a show about positivity and self-improvement. We'll be featuring a variety of topics from motivation and inspiration to life hacks and leadership insights. I'm Alessandra Cavaluzzi and I'll be your host for this podcast. Join me each month for tips and information on how to transform your reality for the better. It's never too late to change the path that we're on. And there's no better time than now to rewrite your story. Are you ready? Great. Then let's get right into today's show. Hello and welcome to today's show entitled Gratitude is Everything. In this episode, I'll be discussing how we can create a happier life and promote overall wellness by cultivating a life centered on being thankful. The definition of gratitude, according to Merriam-Webster, is the state or quality of being grateful or thankful, a warm and friendly feeling in response to a favor or favors received. We experience feelings of gratitude for a number of reasons. It could be in response to an act of kindness or to assistance that we might receive. Sometimes we feel grateful for a gift that we may receive. Or we feel thankful for the people in our lives, our family, our friends, loved ones. Gratitude is a positive response that we feel to all of these things. And now there's proof, you'll be happy to know, via studies and emerging research that practicing gratitude actually provides us with tangible psychological and physical benefits that have a positive impact on our quality of life and our well-being in general. Studies find that gratitude also contributes to a healthy company culture and workplace environment. And considering the amount of time that we spend in the workplace every day, most of our waking hours are spent at work. As a matter of fact, I thought I'd start there and talk about how we can practice gratitude and the benefits of practicing gratitude in the workplace. Robert A. Emmons is the author of The Little Book of Gratitude, Creating a Life of Happiness and Well-Being by Giving Thanks. He's also a professor of psychology at University of California, Davis, and he's considered to be the gratitude guru and a scientific expert on gratitude. According to Emmons, because we spend most of our time at work, it's imperative that companies show gratitude to employees. Equally important is the need for us to give and receive thanks at work. Emmons states that companies who show gratitude to employees experience less absenteeism, turnover, dissatisfaction, and burnout among employees. I actually am reminded when I think of this of an example of this and how giving and receiving thanks goes a long way in the workplace. Years ago, I overheard at a company where I was working a conversation between two employees who I happened to pass in the hallway on my way to a meeting. They were standing outside the cafeteria and they were discussing their work environment. And in particular, one of them was talking about her manager. And she said to her colleague, you know, I don't ask for a lot. I'm not asking for a lot. All I really would love to hear once in a while is thank you. Just thank you for the work that I do. That's it. I don't ask for a lot. Just thank you or nice job. I appreciate it every once in a while. And her friend responded, I know what you mean. It's the little things. It's the little things. When I think of that, I am 
aware and it makes me understand where Emmons is coming from when he says it's so important because it does help to foster strong relationships and as leaders being able to give feedback or to say thank you or show appreciation really helps build a bond between you and your team and it creates a positive environment where people are motivated and they feel more engaged and happy overall with their work and with their jobs. And what was striking about the conversation between the two colleagues was that for them, it wasn't about getting more vacation time or receiving a bump in pay or any other perks. For them, what was important was feeling appreciated and hearing thank you from their manager. So there are actually studies and research to back this up as well. In addition to Emmons's research, there's research that was done by Glassdoor, a survey they conducted a couple of years back, which revealed that employers actually can retain half of their employees longer when managers show more appreciation. The London School of Economics and Political Science also conducted some studies. In fact, they did 51 separate experimental studies on gratitude, which revealed that financial incentives are not as effective as gratitude when motivating employees. The simple act of gratitude or making employees feel that they're appreciated goes much farther than any financial incentive. And instead, that in fact, they've actually found that using finances as a way to motivate employees, financial incentives as a way to motivate employees can actually have a negative effect and can backfire. And when we talk about showing gratitude, we're not talking about elaborate shows here. You don't have to put on a big to-do or make a big fanfare out of it. As evidenced by the two coworkers that I heard as I was passing through the hall, it's the little things. It's the little things. You don't have to make a big to-do. A simple thank you goes a very long way. And also as colleagues and coworkers, Thanking our peers. If someone helps you with a project or you went to a meeting and someone really stepped up and did a great job in a presentation, thank them. Tell them that you appreciate the work they put into it, that they did a great job. It really does go a long way. And above all, be sure that it's genuine and don't overdo it. In other words, don't start tomorrow saying thank you 20 times a day for every little thing a person does because then it loses the impact and it also runs the risk of coming across as being cynical. If you're thanking people for things that are trivial or insignificant, uh, chances are they're going to start seeing that or feeling that it's not genuine and that can destroy trust and actually, again, have a negative effect on the dynamic of your team and also your relationship with your people. So make sure that it's genuine and show appreciation and thanks to the people that you work with. Okay, now I want to turn to the personal benefits of practicing gratitude. Robert Emmons also believes that gratitude is a great stress reliever and who doesn't need a way to fight stress, right? We could all use less stress in our lives. So Practicing gratitude, according to Robert Emmons, is a great way to relieve stress, and we can actually use gratitude to dispel negative thoughts and to create more calm in our lives. 
He suggests that one way that we do this is that whenever a negative thought pops into our minds, that we shift our way of thinking by replacing that negative thought with a positive thought or something that you're grateful for. So it's an exercise you can try the next time something pops up into your head. I've been doing this lately and it's, it's actually very effective. As soon as a negative thought, if something pops into my head that's negative, I counter it with the positive thought or I counter it by saying, I'm thankful to have this in my life right now. And it really does work. It, it, it diffuses that thought immediately and it just, it does bring out a, a more peaceful feeling. I feel immediately calm when I do that. So do try that the next time. Another practice that Emmons finds extremely beneficial, and he talked about a lot in his books, is keeping a gratitude journal. He actually did a whole study at UC Davis around this practice, and it was very interesting. The, the results and what it revealed was pretty eye-opening. What he did was over a period of 10 weeks, he took a bunch of participants and broke them out into three different groups. There was one group that was to focus on gratitude, one that focused on hassles, and another that would focus on just neutral events. Each of the participants was tasked with once a week logging in to their journal events that were representative of their group. So for example, in the gratitude group, every week, those participants had to log in five things that they were grateful for. In the hassles group, those participants logged in five things that they were displeased about every week. And in the events group, that group logged in five neutral events that they observed every week. By the end of the 10 weeks, they found that those who were assigned in the gratitude group felt better about their lives as a whole and were more optimistic about the future as opposed to the participants in either of the other two groups. The most eye-opening revelation from the study was that the participants in the gratitude group actually increased their happiness by 25%. They were 25% happier at the end of the study than the participants in the other groups. That's pretty big. That's a pretty big bump in happiness. And it goes to show you that regular practice of focusing on the positive and what we're thankful for in our lives really does impact our overall quality of life and how we view our situation. A slightly different take on keeping a journal, if you're someone who doesn't really resonate with writing, you are more of a visual person, is keeping a gratitude jar or container. I've talked about this before. I actually did a LinkedIn video on this, on the topic of gratitude and specifically on the practice of doing the gratitude jar or what we call, I actually have a glass bowl rather than a mason jar. I use a glass bowl and I call it a blessings bowl, but you can do whatever container you want. And similar concept to the gratitude journal, instead of logging your things that you're grateful for or something that makes you happy in your journal, you would write them on a slip of paper and throw it into the container. And as time goes on, every day you do this, you will see that the container begins to fill up. And it's a wonderful visual or reminder that you could keep on the shelf, in the middle of a table, in your office, on your desk, of just how many blessings you have in your life. So whenever you're feeling that you're having an absolutely 
horrific day and we start, maybe sometimes we feel like we're victims and everything is going wrong and you just look over, I know I do, I look over at that container and I'll say to myself, look at all of those slips of paper in that bowl. I have a great life. Each one of those slips of paper represents something that is great about my life and that I'm thankful for. So it's a wonderful practice to do. It's something that you can do personally by yourself. You can do it with your significant other. You can do it with your family. You can do it with your children. Think about it. What a wonderful way to get your children in the habit of practicing gratitude. And it's fun because it's a container and you can see it filling up. And then what I like to do is on the last day of the year, on New Year's Eve, take that container, empty it out, and go through all of the slips of paper and just remind myself of what an amazing year I've had, the multitude of blessings that I have in, in my life and the things that I have surrounding me that I should be grateful for, that I am grateful for. So keep that in mind. That's another way to do it. And speaking of family activities, another family activity that's great to do, according to Randy Kamen, who's a psychologist as well and an author of the book entitled Behind the Therapy Door, Simple Strategies to Transform Your Life, Mr. Kamen suggests that going around the dinner table and expressing what you're thankful for is another great activity for families to help cultivate gratitude. And honestly, you don't even have to do it around the dinner table and it doesn't have to be with family. You can do it with friends if you're out at a gathering or at a friend's house or even at work. It's a great icebreaker for a meeting before you start your meeting. Let's all go around. You know, sometimes we're looking for a clever, witty, fun icebreaker to get people talking. What better way than to say, hey, you know what? Today we're going to focus on gratitude. How about we all go you know, around the table as an icebreaker and everybody talk about one thing that they're grateful for, mention one thing that they're grateful for. It's a wonderful way to help break the ice and to focus again on the positives. That's what we want. Meditation is another really effective way to focus our thoughts on positivity and help to cultivate gratitude. Now, if you're sitting there cringing right now at the thought of meditation, because in your mind, you may think, that it requires sitting perfectly still for an hour and not being able to move and you think I just there's no way I can do it I have good news for you you don't have to sit still for an hour there's actually <laughs> shorter meditations that you can do and you'll get just as much benefit out of it even sitting for five minutes a few minutes of just focusing on cultivating gratitude what you're thankful for positivity will do wonders for you, for your stress levels, for your mental, psychological well-being, and also your physical well-being. And if you're not used to it, if you've never done it before, or if you're just not sure if you can, there's an app. There's an app for everything, but there are many apps out there that can help guide you through meditation. One of my favorite apps for meditation and relaxation is one that's called Calm. It's really great. And there are a variety of meditations on there that are available that range in time from two minutes to an hour. There are also musical melodies for relaxation, soundscapes, stories that you can listen to to help relax and unwind. And there's even a sleep section that contains melodies, contains meditations focused on 
peaceful slumber, drifting off to a nice peaceful sleep. I mean, it's really great. You should definitely try it, check it out. I'm addicted to this app. I use it all the time. And uh, I usually don't have trouble sleeping, so I don't use the sleep section often, but on nights when I find if I toss and turn, I will put on one of the melodies and you can actually set a timer so that if you do drift off, you don't have to worry about your phone playing all night long. It will shut down after a certain amount of time. So you can do that as well. It's great. Check it out, the Calm app. And like that, there are so many others. And finally, I've saved the best for last. One of the best ways that we can cultivate gratitude is through service. Nothing helps us feel thankful for our lives and all that we have better than helping someone who's in need. I really, really believe that. Helping someone who's coping with the serious challenges absolutely helps us recognize the blessings that we have in our own lives. As an added benefit, which I love too, we get a boost of happiness and a feeling of bliss that comes from volunteerism. That's actually a side effect that comes from volunteerism is a feeling of really feeling happy and good about ourselves. And the community benefits, the nonprofits benefit from our assistance when we volunteer, and we benefit. We benefit too, because it's again, it helps mentally, physically, it has a lot of positive effects and helps us to cultivate gratitude as well. So let's recap. Gratitude is everything. Cultivating an attitude of gratitude benefits us psychologically in that it leads to feelings of increased happiness. We have a more positive outlook. It boosts our self-esteem and it strengthens our relationships with our coworkers, families, loved ones, and friends. And also it benefits us physically because consistent practice of gratitude helps reduce stress, helps us sleep better, it makes us more productive, especially in the workplace when we feel appreciated, right? We're more motivated and we want to give more and do more. And it dispels negative thoughts, which contributes to increased well-being. What it comes down to is being thankful for our life leads to a better quality of life. Appreciating the people in our lives leads us to develop stronger bonds in all of our relationships and being grateful for our health, our bodies, ourselves, and the good qualities that we possess leads to increased self-esteem and self-awareness. And that's good because when we're more self-aware, we're less likely to engage in negative thoughts and actions. So lots of benefits there. And most important of all, when we practice gratitude, we also increase our love of self. And that's so important because loving ourselves is key to success in everything. And it's key to being able to love others fully. Okay, we've come to the end of our time together today. I hope that you enjoyed this episode and you found the information helpful. Do look in the show transcripts. I will be listing the information on the books, articles, and research studies that I mentioned and referenced in this podcast today. And I do hope that you'll join me next month again when our topic will be the importance of praise and the five ways that you can practice praising others. Until next time, take care, beautiful people. A reminder to connect with me on social media, on LinkedIn, at Alessandra Cavaluzzi, on Instagram at Alessandra Cavaluzzi, on Twitter at A Cavaluzzi, and I'm also on Facebook, but on Facebook, I'm under a million dollars in change. 
because that's the name of my book. So that's where you can find me there. So let's connect. If you'd like to sign up for the Alessandra's Angle newsletter, you can go to my website, alessandracavaluzzi.com. Click on email updates to receive the latest newsletter, or you can just drop me a line. Let me know what you think of the show and what you'd like to hear about in future episodes of this podcast. Until next time, remember, the journey to your new reality starts now, and you have to believe in order to achieve. So believe in yourself.